Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 is that time again where well, i turn the mic over to a couple of doctors to take your calls your texts and answer your questions on how to stay healthy and pain-free let's join dr lee popwell and dr joe skoda for pop the question Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Pop the Question. This is Dr. Lee Popko. We're joined in the studio by Dr. Joe Skoda. We are partners for the Popwell Skoda Spine Center, and our trusty engineer, Christian, is here with us, making sure everything goes well here today. He was the one that presented that Burton Cummings lead-in talking about stand tall. That sounds like your mother or your chiropractor trying to get you to work for better posture, but... Uh, we all have to battle it. Gravity uh, tends to push down on us our whole life, and uh, there are certain conditions that then prohibit person from being able to stand tall. You, we all have seen people in the airport that walk bent over and head well forward, and sometimes that starts very young. And Joe, we saw a patient this week who had actually transferred up here to Florida after a motor vehicle accident. She knew about chiropractic care from an earlier accident, and one of the areas that she's going to have to be careful about is uh from that T-bone accident where she was in. She was the head-on portion of a T-bone accident, and uh, she's going to have to uh, work well to keep that posture, and we're going to help her with restoring that posture as best we can to where she's not carrying that forward head. Lee, that's a good point. Uh, of course, a car accident or whiplash can definitely uh, make it a little bit harder to have good posture, especially as you're dealing with the pain and, and the soreness, the inflammation. Minor, mus- minor muscle tearings in the uh, in the neck and the shoulders, the trap area. But what you just mentioned, forward head, uh, there's condition. Uh, we there's pamphlets about it. You can look it up online. Many chiropractors treat it. Uh, body workers in general, but forward head posture has really become rampant um, with the advent of the computer, the digital age, uh, personal devices in pockets, laptops, uh, iPads, uh, you know, computers in general. Um, and you just, the way you know someone has forward head posture, or the way that you know that you have forward head posture, you just look at them from the side. Like you, you mentioned that song, Stand Tall. Um, yeah, grandma's right. You know, mama's right that, you know, don't slouch. Bring your shoulders back. Stand up straight. And those things are good for your spines. Now, not to the point where you overcorrect, because oftentimes we walk a line. Uh, you want to be hydrated, but if you hyperhydrate, you could actually flush your body of, uh, it's rare, but you can flush your body of electrolytes and get into a different kind of trouble. So you always want to kind of walk that buffer line right down the middle uh, when it, for most things in life. But you don't want to be super rigid and then turn into a military posture either. But if you're just looking at somebody from the side, maybe next time you're in the grocery store or, or maybe you're in the car right now listening, look over to the person that's driving. person that's driving, keep looking at the road. Uh, but if their ear generally is forward of their shoulders, you know, and you split the shoulder in half, the joint that's there is the AC joint, the chromium clavicular joint. And it's that little knobby, bony um, portion at the top of your shoulder. You, you just reach up and feel it right there. 
um, your ear should pretty much be around right around there. And if it's if it's too far back, that usually doesn't happen. You don't see that too much. But it's the one where the head starts to hang forward. That's forward head posture. And again, it can come from a whiplash. We're back in school now, uh, you know, in the upstate here, Greenville County. Public schools are back in session. We're starting to see the, the children or the, the kids from um, some of the high schools getting back into some of the sports, carrying book bags. The colleges are back in session. Uh, Clemson and Furman and North Greenville and Bob Jones and uh, just the whole area is getting more busy and more bustly, uh, kind of more on purpose and in a good rhythm the way it does every fall. And uh, we're seeing some of those school-aged, high school and college-aged issues coming uh, back to the office. And, Joe, you know, pretty soon we're going to start seeing leaps fall, and everybody's going to grab their rake, start raking their yard, and that's an area, too, where it's easy to get hunched over. You're working in front of yourself. Everything's forward. Your head's forward. Uh, it always reminds me when I get into an elevator, because I battle it. I battle forward head posture. I'm first to admit it. And uh, it'll be somewhere where you... I get into an elevator back up to the wall of the elevator, and as I stand against the wall, there's certain parts of me that touch the elevator, and my shoulder blades touch, but boy, my head is well forward of that wall. I realize that, that as I bring my head back to get it to where it should be, that I'm way too far forward, and I wish I would have gotten the lessons earlier in my life, and certainly some of it may have been some head trauma and so forth through some of the sports, but... I battle it now, and it leads into, by the time you're my age, near 70, that it turns into arthritic issues. And, you know, Joe, that's one question I'll get sometimes. Somebody will ask me, it says, well, can you work with me because I have arthritis? And I have to explain to most folks that most people after 50 have some form of arthritis, and we are even seeing it in some people in their late 20s, early 30s, from, uh, say, accidents or postural issues that started, you know, 10, 15 years ago that uh, now are starting to head that way. So, uh, yes, you can be adjusted uh, when you have arthritis. Matter of fact, it's a very good thing that if you're battling it and then it's affecting your posture, since we're on the subject of posture, uh, that you deal with that. And then, of course, uh, the, probably the most common question I'm ever asked is about what type of sleep service to sleep on and what position to sleep in. And I'll just say we suggest side and back sleeping. And if you're a stomach sleeper, you really need to get away from that. And we try to help people to do that. Well, if you've just jumped in us today on this Saturday, um, this is Pop the Question. I'm Dr. Joe Skoda. This is my partner, Dr. Lee Popple, here with me today. We try and do this program every Saturday. I want to remind you that uh, it's easy to easy to listen in on Saturdays at uh, 1230 to 1. But it's easier anytime you'd like to uh, check us out on the web. You can Google Doc Pop. Um, or Dr. Skoda or Dr. Popwell will pretty much jump right up to the to the top there. It'll be easy to find us. Our website is docpop.com, and we keep our website pretty pretty um, pretty simple. We don't like a lot of words or overly verbose. Uh, not a lot of blogs or or read about this condition or that. You're not going to see one of those scrolling marquees over on the side that you know if you scroll down, it feels like a mile or two to get to the bottom, and then there's the special offer. Pretty short and sweet. Let you know who we are and what we offer. Uh, chiropractic office here in the upstate of South Carolina. We've been here. Lee, you came in 2003, transplanted from Florida. Mm-hmm. I joined you uh, mid-2004, transplant from the Northeast, from Pennsylvania, Philadelphia area to be exact. And uh, we became partners January 1st of 2005, Joe, which is when we moved yeah. into our new building, too. Is right. or that? Well, I shouldn't say new building. So it makes it sound like we have a new building now. 
that when we moved to the new building, which is our current location, we've been there since 2005. And uh, we've been partners and practicing together ever since. So you can check us out on the web anytime. And not only do you learn about us there in the office, but you can also communicate with us. And, uh, Lee, we've been doing this program for years and years and years. And once upon a time, it was uh, live call-ins. Now mm-hmm. it uh, tends to be more emails and questions. People like to text. It's a little bit different than it used to be, which is fine. You just got to adapt with the where the culture's going and how to interact with potential uh, patients and customers. And it's all over the place. Um, you get a lot of texting when you listen to different uh, different radio programs, or the, especially the talk radio programs. You get a lot of texters. Uh, textures write in, textures text in, that sort of thing. But the email function on our website is a great way to get in touch with us. And uh, that could be a clinical question for one of the docs, and we will get on the phone and call you back and, and go through it. Um, sometimes it's just a matter of communicating with the with the girls. Um, sometimes it's a scheduling issue or an insurance question, and that is a great way. That's something we check every day, multiple times a day. And uh, the email function on the program, I'm sorry, on the uh uh, website is a great way to communicate with us, and then we will sometimes bring those questions to the radio program as well and go through them. Uh, we like to deal with uh, real-world stuff. Occasionally, we'll bring a, a research article or, or something new in healthcare to the to the listening audience. But we find over the years that people really like to hear about, you know, other folks, you know, mm-hmm. walking and talking the same streets and dealing with the same situations that that the listener might be. And uh, it's very personal that way, and it lets you know what we can do. And we like to tell patients that a good doctor not only knows what they do and and they do it well, but they also know what their limit is. And so if we can't help somebody, we don't want to. We've got a busy office. It's it's we're not in it to waste your time or ours. And if we can't help you, we will definitely uh, get you to the place that uh, will will best help you. Now, Joe, another thing about a good doctor is he'll not only help you about what he does, but he'll also teach you to help yourself. And as we talked earlier in the, in the broadcast about posture. Uh, that's so true on that. There's certain tips and uh, little things that are seem very small ergonomics to the computer, the way you're holding your phone when you're texting or uh, even when you're talking. I see so many people pinching the phone to their shoulder and walking with a flat cell phone up against their shoulder and their shoulder raised up about eight inches high. And I wonder how long and how often you're doing that. That is really a bad idea. But uh, some of the simpler questions we get uh, surprise me that people don't know it. Some people say, well, is chiropractic covered by insurance? And as most of all of the major medical and uh, uh, paramedical type treatments uh, are, we are covered by insurance. Most insurance uh, companies will cover it. Medicare covers it. Uh, they require you to come in for that first treatment, that exam. Uh, and uh, x-ray series is very important to them. They like that done on the first visit. And uh, then for the treatment, they do reimburse. So uh, people are really surprised at that. I remember the days uh, when it was not covered, and now that's changed a lot. Auto accidents, we started with a case study of a, of a gal that was in an auto accident in Florida and transferred up here for further care and treatment, and that will be covered as well. So uh, if you're in doubt, that's something you can email us about, or a lot of people on their first visit, they will give us what type of insurance they have, information like that. We'll research that and tell them how that handles is handled. And usually on visit number two, where the patient learns about themselves and about what we're going to do, if it's something we can help or if we're going to point them in a direction, we'll also have answers about how their insurance is going to cover. Because as we've mentioned so many times before, there are four questions that everyone wants to know, and that is what is wrong with me? 
Can you fix it? How long is it going to take? And you can guess that number four is how much is this going to cost me? And we, we understand that. We all ask the same questions, too, when we take our car to the shop or whatever. So um, we, we always want to try to answer that by visit, too, and uh, get the patient started. Most people that come in do have a condition that can be treated, and we will treat. But many times uh, we do, over the years, have to refer patients to other specialties or uh, we see that some something is not seeming correct to us, and we will immediately then want to get someone else for another opinion on that, just to where we confer and make sure the patient uh, knows what they have and what, what they're dealing with and which way to, to go with it. Lee, you mentioned, uh, we've, we've mentioned posture several several times now. You talked about the, the negative effects that a car accident can have on posture, and then we mentioned school as well with getting into uh, full swing here. Uh, in the early fall, or I guess late summer, I'm just hoping it turns into early fall. We had a little Indian summer this past week with some of the, some of the getting into the high 80s, low 90s there. But definitely, I'm a fall baby born in October. Definitely looking forward to it. And the upstate's a beautiful place to be when those leaves start changing and it's it's crisp in the morning and the evenings. But anyway, this we had another patient come in this past week, uh, teenager, uh, high school. Uh, I think went around the junior year or so, uh, and she definitely has. Um, uh, an interest and a skill, really a God-given skill that she's developing as an artist. Um, and so even though she's in high school, they're doing uh, some kind of, um, I, I, we used to call it Votech when you did some of your high school class and then you went and learned mechanics or something like that, some that made fine art center or something like that. I'm not sure. We homeschool our kids, so I'm not sure what the, the public school system is. But I know her, her education is heavily um, weighted towards art. And she's a very active young lady. Um, moves around, great shapes, not like she sits all the time. And when she's come in the past couple of weeks, it's been, you know, kind of a, I don't know why my low back is hurting. I don't know why my low back is hurting. Like, okay, did you run too much? Did you slip? Did you fall? Did you take a bump or a bruise with this, this physical activity? This really no, 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 no. There's no real reason, um, for an otherwise healthy, uh, 16, 17 year old to have the kind of back pain. And we're not talking debilitative, you know, morphine, sciatica, stuff like that, but enough that it's aggravating her all the time, uh, making life uncomfortable. Uh, interestingly enough, when she does get physical, it feels better. It's more when she's stationary that it starts to hurt worse. So we got a conversation about, you know, how many hours are you doing with your studio art? How many hours are you doing sketching? Uh, what kind of um, uh, mediums are you working with? Are you painting? Are you sculpting? Is it digital graphic design? Long story short, this is what we have to do sometimes in the in the in the office when we're caring for a patient and getting into patient management is really try to enter in. And some things are easy, straightforward. This one's a little more complicated. But You've we got her curious here. Yeah, we do have to get into the you know try to walk in your shoes a little bit and, and understand kind of the ins and outs of your lives. But to make the long story short, there's no trauma, no no injury through the sporting. Uh, she's spending hours in a poor posture. Um, doing art, you know, making the pictures just right or her assignments or working on the portfolio. Again, I'm not an artist. If you are, you can tell I'm fumbling around some of these words here. Uh, I understand the mechanics behind it, but <laughs> what you call everything, I'm not really sure. Oils or pastels, and I know enough to have a conversation, but like I said, it's not my world. Um, but poor posturing. So some of it she's doing at the kitchen table, and that's doesn't have a back to it. We found out that that's more of a bench seat. Uh, kind of a nice kitchen table where there's some chairs, it's, and then the, the side towards the wall, there's, it's a bench seat. So there's no back support. Uh, all other times she's on some type of tablet, like a clipboard, um, or a hard surface where she's sketching, 
sitting Indian style in the bed and leaning forward. So um, that was just this week that we kind of ferreted that out and figured that out. And, and there's really no exercises to do that you can prevent, um, you know, the effects of poor posturing, especially for hours. She again, she wasn't injured. Uh, it's just a matter of now, okay, we need to change these habits, and these are the things that you need to do. Stand tall. Again, the, talk about the the, uh, the the song that we entered in with today. Uh, we talked to people who were behind the computer about a sit-stand desk and the, the benefits of going back and forth all day long. Uh, so for an artist, something like a drafting table would be good or an easel where you could stand up but also have a piece where you could sit down and do it as well. Uh, so just the variance uh, of posture, improving that posture. And I, I promise, with, I promised her within short order with these changes, she's going to feel a ton better uh, just because she's not putting those aberrant stresses on her body uh, for hours and hours and hours. And, and that, I'm not saying you can't ever slouch. I mean, we're not complete legalists like that. If, if you were to uh, church on Sundays about the longest that I ever sit still between the office being on my feet and treating patients and then live an active lifestyle with my with my family. My boys and I lift and we do jujitsu and I shoot bow with my, another one of my sons and we like to hike. And so sitting on Sundays at church is probably the longest I sit still. And I constantly am changing my posture. I cross my leg, I lean forward, I put my head on the pew, sit up straight, slouch a little bit. I just don't feel comfortable sitting for long periods of time. And, and so I constantly move my posture. But if you're behind a desk, Instead of with a sit-stand desk, I tell people instead of standing, this is what people do, the mistake that they make. They'll stand until they get tired and then they'll sit for the rest of the day or they sit for the rest of the shift. And then they'll do they'll repeat or rinse and repeat after lunch. Um, and that's better than just sitting or just standing all day long. True. But I actually encourage people to go back and forth every hour. You know, set a little timer, make your phone buzz you, make the computer buzz you, sit for an hour, stand for an hour, sit for an hour, stand for an hour. And you do that all day long. Uh, you know, you work a full day, you're still going to be tired at the end of it. We're all human, need to rest and, and recuperate at the end of the day. And then, we, of course, we look forward to the weekends. But you will do better over time um, doing that sit-stand hour back and forth all day long. And, again, I told this this young lady we just talked about, and she's going to make some changes at home. And within a few weeks, it's not even going to be an issue anymore. Now, some of those small changes that don't sound like they're very important, they end up adding up and uh – I'm surprised sometimes as I question people, even just like on sleep position, how many people uh, are not aware that sleeping on their stomach is is not going to be a good posture for you when you're resting. I mean, that's where we're really going to get out of gravity is when we're in the bed. And when you're on your stomach, uh, the way we are designed, unless you have a hole in your mattress and face straight down, you're turning that neck all night long to breathe. So these little things are uh, things that come up, and it depends on the patient and what we're treating and uh, what area, uh, but we tend to get into that as well, too, trying to teach the patient uh, what they can do so that they're helping us with what we're doing. And this patient today, Joe, back to the one from the very beginning, uh, it was very important to her knowing that she had had a second similar accent to her first, and she had learned from her chiropractor from the first visit, uh, the value of the soft tissue work, and she was referring to massage by a licensed massage therapist, which uh, we have, and most chiropractic offices uh, may choose to use that. But also we have something that she had not heard of, and that is the active release technique portion of treatment uh, that you and Dr. Panera do. And uh, so uh, when I explained that to her, uh, I said, well, you're going to see Dr. Skoda here in just a few moments. 
he's likely to be using that with you because of your injury where you're where it's involved and that will seem like a combination of maybe massage therapy and stretch so she was very interested in that i guess you did get a chance to use that with her uh on that very first yeah sure did this best week it's it's almost 100 percent. i mean you can't ever say there's no black geese when you do that you'll find a black goose right but <laughs> almost 100 percent of the time when someone's in a car accident there's um, soft tissue work involved and it's just the nature of the injury um you know when you twist your ankle a lot of times that has to heal. When you sprain your ankle, that just has to heal up. You're not getting massages on it. It's ice. Let it stabilize. Start walking on it. Strengthen the muscles. You know, that's that kind of injury. But with a car accident, especially with the forces involved, people wonder sometimes, well, there wasn't much damage to the car. But the technology on the vehicles and the way they manufacture them these days is incredible. With the polymer impact inside this and, you know, you can take quite a shot and there's like a little scratch on the paint on the bumper. Uh, or just the fender crumpled and the rest of the car was preserved. So, you, you know, the frame wasn't dented and things like that. And, hey, the airbags didn't even go off. But you got to remember when, when two cars collide, even at low speeds, five miles an hour, eight miles an hour, ten miles an hour, uh, it's still a lot of force. It's still a lot of energy. And when I say energy, I mean newtons, like physical kinetic energy, stuff that we could actually do in physics class. You know, car A was moving down Wade Hampton at, you know, 35 miles an hour, and here comes car B. Uh, crossing Pleasantburg, which ran the red light. And that was me. And that was my sister and I, actually. When we were in high school, she ran that red light uh, at, at the Red Lobster there at Wade Hampton and um, Pleasantburg as a new driver, inexperienced. And uh, we were involved in a T-bone collision. It was our fault, or I guess technically it was my sister's fault. She was driving. But uh, I, I didn't tell her to slow down or anything. We were trying two kids in the car trying to figure it out. But that could have been a whole lot worse than it was. And um, that's a lot of force, a lot of energy. So when we you get whipped around in a car accident, not only do you sprain the joints of your neck oftentimes because it's the most freely movable piece in the car, um, like your ankle, but then also all the muscle attachments that, you know, your traps for, for one, most people know your trapezius. You walk up behind somebody and rub your shoulders and, oh, you got tight traps. I've been at the computer all day. Your traps actually attach to the base of your skull, right, way up at the top of your neck. Then they go all the way out to the sides to, to your chromia clavicular joint, your AC joint, which I mentioned a little while ago in the program. It's that bony knob on the top of your shoulders. Your trap goes from your occiput all the way out to the shoulder. And then it goes south down below your shoulder blades, kind of about the, about the level where a woman's support would cross her body in the back. That's about where your traps go to, maybe a little bit lower on some people if they're taller. Um, but that's a big muscle and it does, it's, it's almost like three muscles in one. If you were to dissect it and look at the fibers, there's an upper, middle and lower portion. And so the muscle does be at, react a little bit differently. In the middle, it's more like a rhomboid. Think about rowing, like on a rowing machine. Uh, the upper portion, uh, think about like a shoulder shrug. If you're doing shoulder shrugs or like Dr. Popple said earlier, you know, the, that person that's pinching the phone to their ear, uh, you use your trap for that, but also just, bringing your head all the way backwards, your, your trap engages for that as well. And then the lower portion is kind of like a baby lat, um, brings the shoulders down and back the way the latissimus dorsi does. But when your neck gets flipped around, uh, whether it be a side impact or front, like this, our patient was a T-bone, uh, someone pulled in front of her and she struck them, so the other person was at fault. Or you get a whiplash where you go front to back. Or you're at a stop sign and you're looking looking out the window or you're talking to the person that's in the car and then you get whiplash. So now you've got the, the classic hit from behind, but you've got rotation involved as well, turning to one side or the other. 
And just that one muscle can be affected in so many different ways. And that's just the most exterior layer. There's so much other stuff under there. And so oftentimes, not only the adjustment, but the soft tissue work is required to return someone to what we call pre-accident status. And so that's when you're, when someone else is at fault and when you're in a car accident, that's the insurance company's onus. It's their job to return you to pre-accident status. Now, let's say you had migraines before and you had them once a month, but now they flared up and you're getting them three times a week. The car accident's not responsible actually for fixing those migraines because you had them before the accident. They're, res- they're responsible for returning you to pre-accident status, which would be that one or two a month if you struggle with that sort of thing, just as an example. So, and we mentioned our website, uh, it's docpop.com. And you can see kind of a quick overview of what we do. Primarily, we're chiropractors, mm-hmm. and our primary means of treatment is the hands-on chiropractic adjustment. And then as an adjunct, we use both the active release, which is doctor-directed uh, and, and doctor-prescribed, uh, doctor-performed. And so mm-hmm. myself and Dr. Panero actually doing that. And then we have massage therapists who work beside us as well. And people sometimes want to know what's the difference and, and not to... They're, they're just different tools in the box. And, and one of the analogies, one of the little illustrations I give over the years is it's foolish to say that a hammer is no good at putting a screw on the wall. And it's foolish to say a screwdriver is no good at putting a nail on the wall. It's not what they're designed for. They're good at the opposite. Um, so massage therapy and a little bit of extended time with one of the massage therapists has a different purpose. There's a different reason for traditional massage therapy versus active release. Active release is a lot more specific. Um, we can work on, I mentioned, I, what I was about to say is one muscle at a time, but you know, five minutes ago I talked to you about the trapezius and how it's almost like three muscles in one. So the maneuvers that we have for the trapezius working on that one muscle, actually there's multiple moves because we have to fi- follow the fibers, uh, the directions of the muscle fibers. And so it's a very specific type of soft tissue work with a very specific purpose for outcome. We want to increase the range of motion. We want to break up adhesions, increase blood flow, you know, make sure that there's no, make sure there's good slide between fascial layers. And massage therapy tends to, in our office anyway, the clinical massage therapy works more for trigger points and overall muscle spasm or regionally or globally. Uh, where the active release is very, very specific. And of course, that's just what we do. It's more of a clinical. We don't do sports massage and things, things like that or relaxation, Swedish or shiatsu or any of that thing. There's a lot of different forms. Again, what I said was there's different, uh, different tools for different jobs, not to minimize those things, but in a clinical setting in a doctor's office, we focus on the types of therapies that work for, uh, the types of things that we're working on our patients. And then Lee, we have a, a little bit of a, of a subspecialty with DRX as well. We do decompression in the office as well. And that's for somebody that has a herniated disc, uh, specifically in the lumbar spine. They do mm-hmm. make units for the cervical spine as well, but we have chosen to focus on the lumbar spine. And when appropriate, uh, we don't put very many patients on that at all. We screen them out very heavily, but when appropriate, that is a very effective non-surgical treatment for uh, some discopathies, some disc pathologies, herniations, bulges, things like that. It can get too far uh, if you let it go too long, um, that that would no longer be a viable treatment, but it's a very effective treatment for the right candidate. Joe, you know, I think you and I are guilty sometimes because so, we both get in here and we're talking back and forth to each other as well. And and I think of the listeners that are listening in going, you know, trapezius, rhomboid, why, why, what is that all about? Why do I need to know about it? Because so many people come in and they just say, Doc, you know, someone told me to come to see you, said you've helped them, you've helped their family. Help me to feel better, will you? I, I just want to enjoy a pain-free life as best I can. 
get back. I'd like to try to get back and play a little golf. I'd like to do this. Can you help me? So that's the simpler form. And I, and I would have to say to you this, to the listener out there, it's our job that by the vi- second visit to be able to give you an idea of what to expect. And oftentimes that's a question I'll ask that new patient who is uh, with me for that visit to, I'll say, now, what do you expect from us? What are you looking to get? Because I need to know, because of the old saying, we believe it very much, that happiness is when your expectations are met or exceeded by the reality. So that's that's something we want to do. So we do sometimes just say, yeah, we can help this. And then it's like, well, how long is that going to take? What do you expect? And try to give you an idea when you can start to feel better. Many people see us for the very first time because they've been, uh, say, concerned about chiropractic for one, one reason or another. They've heard us on the program. They've been referred. They've Googled us and seen the reviews, and they say, hey, I'm going to try these guys. So we, we consider that a privilege, and it's our job to live up to that and to treat you like we would want to be treated, have golden rule service. Uh, one of the things we like to say is we treat you like family, and that's the way we want you to feel. So as we wind down, we have to... Forgive us for maybe some of the long words, some of the technical anatomical things. They mean a lot to us, and I know what means a lot to our patients uh, is the family effect of our office and the fact that we help them. So thanks for tuning in this week, and we look forward to having you join us next week, next Saturday, 1230, for another edition of Pop the Question.